and welcome to another edition of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. My name is John Dennis. You can catch me on Twitter at John Dennis Radio. I'm joined, as always, by John Williams. Hello, hello. Not on Twitter, but he's on Instagram <laughs> at JLWilliams5. And we've also got Alberto Camargo in the house tonight. Yes, and I will be changing my Twitter name soon enough. Uh, it's, uh, I can't keep going through with this every, every week. <laughs> A-L-B-A-R-E-T-O-E. Yep, there you go. With an underscore on Instagram and no underscore on Twitter. I hate right. doing this. Oh, <laughs> I'm changing right. my name soon. <laughs> there you go. And uh, you can always follow the show at Somewhat Sports on both Instagram and Twitter. We kindly invite you to... Uh, Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Go ahead and rate and review as well. It helps us out tremendously. Uh, and you're already here, so I mean, you already kind of like us, right? So I would hope. You know, you'd think, you'd think. Maybe you're just like one of those people, like ah, oh, like they listen to the podcast just to make fun of us, right? Uh, that's possible too. God, that John is a tool. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Though? That's, a, <laughs> that's a good question. Catch us next time. <laughs> exactly. So, um, before we get started, and we do this whole uh, dog and pony show, lots of uh, sports stuff to cover, but I figured we've gotten away from the uh, the somewhat for a couple of weeks, and, and you guys really seem to enjoy the pain that was inflicted upon me and my mouth hole uh, <laughs> when we had the uh, the nuclear wing, uh, you know, I guess punishment for the trivia that we had a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to do something similar today with another round of trivia. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, John, our our uh, quiz master here uh, for the day, <laughs> I believe that it is general knowledge trivia. Do I have that right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so not necessarily sports related. It's more just like a, a grab bag of of different topics, and some might be sports, maybe not. Who knows? Some would say a potpourri of a potpourri <laughs> of, <laughs> of trivia. <laughs> I don't think anyone would describe it as a potpourri, uh, but well, can try. Potpourri is one of the always was always one of the Jeopardy, uh, right? You know, it's just a potpourri, of, yeah, it's yeah. A combination of everything. You, you don't go. know what's coming. A melange, if you will. I used to call it potpourri. I used to, I, I used to think it was that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, nah, you dumb idiot. It's, it's <laughs> potpourri. Oh, okay, I just sorry. never asked until somebody else messed up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I guess we could we could jump. Or do we have to, to talk about what the punishment is going to be now? Should we discuss that now, or should we? Uh, so we have a. A local candy store that um has crickets that are oh no Cri- critters like, re- real crickets <laughs> yeah real crickets <laughs> oh, okay all right um so I'm gonna win no, <laughs> no we have I to eat these crickets so are they like flavored or anything they are flavored we have a, an assortment of potpourri of flavors <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's better. I'm not sure that's better, a cricket or a flavored cricket. That sounds even worse. But you know, you wouldn't like what is it, bacon cheddar? I think bacon cheddar crickets. Okay, I think they have bacon cheddar. Okay, there's bacon cheddar. I think there's barbecue, sour cream and onion. I mean, that sounds good <laughs> enough right there. Salt like, and vinegar. Just think honestly, of it as lazy. I was gonna like, say honestly, if you just deal. told me I was gonna eat a barbecue cricket, I might be okay with that. Okay, I love barbecue. Not, that's you, man. That ain't me. I'm she not. She said uh, it tastes <laughs> like chicken. So, oh god. Okay. Oh god. All right. You're so all good. The, the stakes have been. Have been raised here, and I'm, I have to win. So, <laughs> well, so who won the last one? I did. Okay, because John had John had to eat the nuclear wings. So That's I'll right. let you choose out of Group A or Group B. <laughs> choose wisely. Um. Well, I'm gonna go Group B. Okay. All right. So Bertha is going B. John, you got Group A. All right. Which one's easier? Uh, that's not the point, John. <laughs> he told us last time. Come yeah, on. well, that, yeah, but then it made you think like, oh, I should have got the harder question. Like, right. You thought the easy, mm, you thought the hard questions true. were easier. All right, let's just go into it. We don't have to worry about who's 
which one's easier. And it's not sports this time. All all, all sports. It's like just random stuff. Right. All right. So let's get right into it. So, John, we're going to start with you. Okay. Uh, First question is, what is the most common first name in the world? Muhammad. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Starting off strong. All right. Among us is John. That's right. (laughs) I think in America it's John. Probably. All right. Alberta, how many words rhyme with purple? If you're asking, it's because it's zero, right? <laughs> I don't know. Zero. But your final answer. Zero. Uh, correct. Yeah. Hey, what's <laughs> that? That's we'll be, so easy. We'll be, yeah. You know we got to start easy. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, John. All right. It's 1-1. One, one. What team won the first Super Bowl? What team won the first Super Bowl? That'd be the Green Bay Packers. Oh. I was going to say the Chiefs, but they beat the Chiefs, didn't they? Good thing you I didn't pick A. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, Green Bay Packers. Let's go. So, how many questions are there total? By there that? are six altogether. I think they okay, played the Chiefs. Each person. All right, I'm gonna look this up. I'm pretty sure the first Super Bowl was the Chiefs Packers. All right, continue. All right. Sorry, second one. I would say focus on your question, but I'd rather you didn't. I brought the what yes. is the second largest state in the U.S. I have to ask by population or landmass. <laughs> Both. What? Okay. Second largest? No, uh, let's. Oh wait, no. Second largest. You, that's the question, right? Second largest? Yeah. Texas. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Because Alaska's number one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. We're doing good. We're doing uh, good. You know. Hey, okay. It gets a little tricky now. Smart guys, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. It was. To, the, it was the Chiefs, by the way. Was it? Yeah. That sounded right. <laughs> Go ahead. To determine the percentage of alcohol in a bottle of liquor, what is divided by two? The proof. Oh, he's good. He's yeah, good. Alcoholic. alcoholic. <laughs> you guys want to challenge Stop telling all. on me, man. Come on. Uh, okay. This one's easy. Oh, all right. God. That's more pressure. In mathematics, what term describes the bottom number of the fraction? Oh, denominator. Mm-hmm. Man, these easy questions. He picked B. <laughs> all right, we need tiebreakers now. We've, we've all got them right. No, we're still going. There's oh, more. There's oh, more. okay, okay. Yeah, okay. John. Who's the oldest Kardashian sister? The oldest Kardashian sister. I know oh, this. I know no. this. I'm, gonna I'm, guess, ashamed, I'm ashamed that I know this, I'm but I know this. guess Chloe. <laughs> is it Kim? It's Courtney, bro. It's <laughs> Courtney, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is Courtney. Yeah. It's Courtney, man. That's not really my. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm ashamed that I know that, but I do yeah. know that. Uh oh. Okay. There's still, there's still hope, though. Do the questions get progressively harder? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the name of Batman's butler? Alfred. It took me a while. It took me a while. It took me a while. I was going to say Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, John. Yeah. In Fahrenheit, at what temperature does water freeze? In Fahrenheit? 32 degrees. That's even easier. Correct. (laughs) Listen, you never know, man. All Some right. people might say zero. All right. Yeah, no, you're right. The Statue of Liberty was given to the U.S. by which country? France. <laughs> History buff over this, here. This guy. You guys, can, you guys, you guys can't see me, but I'm flexing right now. What's going on? John, I feel bad. I should, you know, I'm going to switch these last questions. I'm just flexing, to make it I'm flexing like Draymond Green after scoring his fourth point in the fourth quarter That's of the right. football game. <laughs> um. John, okay, let me, I'm trying to help John out. Are you a Breaking Bad fan? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, you keep this question. Good. 
I'm not. Okay. TV series Breaking Bad was set in which U.S. city? Which U.S. city? Give you a hint. Well, you know what state it's in. Hopefully. <laughs> New Mexico. Yeah, it's Albuquerque, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You had me thinking for a second that I was like, maybe it's Arizona. It would have taken the that. entire podcast for me to get to Albuquerque. <laughs> I would have never known. Right. <laughs> now, Bretho, if you get this wrong, we head to the tiebreaker. Okay. If you get it right, you win you the game. should have given him the... Breaking back question. No, <laughs> can't see it. I look at D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Ice in my veins. I'm not. I'm not nervous. All right. I hope you paid attention in science class. Which of the planets is closest to the sun? <laughs> this is the easiest one out of all of them. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me, man? <laughs> Mercury. Final answer. Oh. <laughs> Listen, he, you could have ended up with Group B. No, I couldn't have. He <laughs> he had the answer first. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to no, choose. No, I could have. Yeah, I could have chosen. Like group if a. you picked A, you could have been st- stuck with the other group. Man, give me a tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I, I'm down. I'm down. The tiebreaker. I like it. But it's not a tie. So how's the tiebreaker? <laughs> what are we breaking? <laughs> we're breaking. We're breaking the fact that you keep hosing me on these questions. <laughs> oh my gosh! So th- is this kind of like whoever gets it right? Sure. All right, you gotta. We gotta pause for a second. All right. How about how about this? How about you give the question to Alberto? Right. He has to choose whether he has to. Take the question or, pass, or pass the question if he doesn't know it. But if he passes and I know it, you then win. I win. Mm, what's it? What's, okay. So, so you just ask him the question and then, yeah. What if then, I know it? Then you then you win. Okay. Right? So. <laughs> Make it a real but, but, if you, but if you answer and you answer incorrectly, then I win. Okay. You got to steal it. All right. All right. I got two questions here. John, you'll get to pick the category. Okay. Alberto, you get to pick whether or not you want to answer the question or pass it to John. Okay. Just, just based on knowing the category or the question? The question. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. The question. All right. All right. So what are the categories? So the first category is the periodic table. Okay. <laughs> Second category is the sport of judo. <laughs> Yikes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I did do fun fact. I did do judo as a kid in elementary school, but not Ooh. not enough to know a whole lot about the martial art of judo. Mm. So I think that the, I think we're going to do the periodic table. All right, you made your own bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is the chemical symbol for iron? <sighs> My God! Now you can choose the pass if you don't want it. Mrs. Brooks would be so mad at me for not knowing this. <laughs> Mrs. Tenth, Brooks, he's sorry. Tenth grade chemistry so you, you can play it or you can pass it. Um, iron. I want to play. And my answer is F N. So close, man. And you're wrong. So close. <laughs> and oh. I get to steal. Ooh. It's F E, baby. It is no. F E. F E. I even wrote it down. I was like, wow. it's F-E. No. Oh, wow. no. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ms. Brooks. <laughs> oh, you had the chance to pass it, too. I was so sure it was F-N. What am I thinking of F-N? I don't know, man, but it ain't iron. <laughs> <laughs> Do so, you guys want to know what the other question was? Yeah, let's, yeah, just, just, just so we know. How so, in the sport of judo, what color belt follows an orange belt? Oh, is it not red? No. No. Um, I know. Well, when I did karate, blue, orange belt was followed by purple. So it's, I would have guessed purple. Well, 
Ebo Philip and wrong is green. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe it was green. Maybe I have that wrong. I don't know. I was following the it's little color. Time. I, I was following I... the color spectrum. Yellow, orange, red. <laughs> I did uh, I did karate after I did judo, but it was still a long time ago. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. So you mean I'm going to have to eat the crickets? Yeah. I got some barbecue crickets on top. Sour cream and onions, salt and vinegar, <laughs> bacon and cheddar. That sounds really, really good. Although I think the lady told me... Uh, from the from the candy shop, the bar- bacon and cheddar are the worst ones. They say they, she said they taste really really gross. I guess I'll eat those first. I guess so too. Yeah, you use the barbecue to get the taste out of your mouth. Anyways, that was a lot of fun oh God. for me. Uh, for you, not so much. Uh, but let's go ahead and we'll transition uh, right into the sports after that. So uh, first, I don't off, want to talk sports anymore. I don't <laughs> think about I these crickets. <laughs> and uh, by the way, he's going to be eating them uh, live on. Uh, we're gonna, are we going to do IGTV again? Are we going to do IG Live? I think IGTV was a lot of fun last time. I yeah, because you can go back and watch it. Yeah, that. exactly. So I think we're going to go ahead and do that again uh, next show. So be sure to, to look out for that on our Somewhat Sports uh, Instagram page. That's going to be a whole lot of fun uh, for me. And again, for you, but not so much for, for Beto. Um, anyway, so I say uh, we go ahead and, and, and lean right into uh, the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. I know that's kind mm. of been at the at the forefront of of you know basically his whole situation and it's it's interesting to me uh for a couple of reasons. Number one, I watched the tape on it. Um uh, you know, and thankfully we had the tape on it uh because Kaepernick at the last minute decided he was going to um move the workout to a local high school mm-hmm. which uh there are conflicting reports as to why he decided he was going to move it um the NFL had their whole statement about how they were disappointed that Colin Kaepernick had moved his workout at the last minute. Uh, although I feel like it's kind of unfair for the NFL to be mad that he moved at the last minute when you told him about this whole thing last, last minute. minute. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. And yeah, we, you know, we got to respect Colin for his re- reportedly this decision why he moved it was because the NFL would not allow media to be inside the workout. Right. And also apparently there is a clause uh, reportedly, a clause in the waiver that they provided to him that would basically free the NFL from any like liability or culpability uh, if they decided to not sign him after his workout. Mm. And he was like, well, no, I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to do that. Um, He's been through enough of that league to know. Yeah. So, and there's a, another couple of other like legal fine print stuff that was kind of, um, you know, reported to be in the, in the contract that could be construed as, as kind of shady on the, on the NFL's behalf. Um, I, but getting into like, just like the, the nuts and bolts, like football stuff about it. I thought he looked pretty good. I think that when it comes to his skill set, it's not much different than what we thought it was when he was playing. Mm -hmm. He's always had super good arm strength and he's been able to sling the rock really, really well, uh, down the field. His, his whole issue has always been like touch passes and stuff like that yeah, um, accuracy on like yeah the, on the short and intermediate the stuff. typical like nfl passes like my hands are in quotations here like the, yeah the out route to the right side line so the but defense. not that he can't throw them he just throws them somewhat inconsistently mm-hmm. um but no no worse than in my opinion most of the other guys that are on the, on the back ends of the of the quarterback room and some of these other rosters you know when you talk about like you know with the whole uh washington quarterback situation where they you know they lost Alex Smith for the year and mm-hmm. they brought in Colt McCoy and they lost Colt McCoy and they brought in Mark Sanchez they lost Mark Sanchez and they brought in Josh Freeman like 
Colin Kaepernick is better than I would argue most of those quarterbacks, say for Alex Smith. But I was going to say, it Alec, he, Colin Kaepernick did beat Alex Smith for a job, if we remember a couple <laughs> years ago. So he sure did. Yeah. So there's that. A lot of people forget about that. Um, but he, he it wasn't perfect. I'm not going to say that Colin Kaepernick, you know, is going to be a starter in the league. He's not one of the 32 best quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the NFL. Um, right now and that's not I don't think that's what he was arguing I think he was arguing the fact that there's a lot of other quarterbacks who are much worse than he is that are occupying space and not even like young project quarterbacks oh like Mm -hmm. who knows if they develop into this that and the other it's more you know some of these rerun quarterbacks that we've seen fizzle in and out of the league some of these guys who were you know out scouting (laughs) for teams before (laughs) being brought back into the the NFL fold and and you know thanks to injury and stuff like that so his his mechanics somewhat sloppy, um, especially when you when you get into kind of the footwork at the at the top of his at the top of his drops, you know. And again, this is very like nuts and bolts football stuff, right? But yeah. he he tends to to raise his shoulder pad level a lot at the end of his drops, and that, he kind of gets a little heel clicky at the end. But that's not that's not something that's super. Um, that's that's first of all that's not something that he can't work on number one right uh i do wish that he had worked on that stuff in the three years that he was not in the league you know because i think it would have been a much better showing because that's the kind of stuff that scouts are looking at um so but again like the arm talent is there him not being on an nfl roster um is not a talent situation regardless of what you know the hundreds of people who you see in the twitter mentions every time a colin kaepernick video is posted on on twitter colin kaepernick post is posted on twitter instagram or anything like that those captions are full of people who don't know what they're talking about uh more often than not uh, or at least they have some sort of agenda one way or the other that being said a lot of people say that colin kaepernick is you know a top half of the league quarterback i don't think that's that's true i think that people over inflate his his value because of the fact that they agree with what he's you know what he's standing for and also people deflate his value based on the fact that they agree with you know stuff that's not necessarily in line with what colin kaepernick believes so just i'm like my middle of the road you know analysis just like nuts and bolts just football from a football perspective i i think that he deserves to be on a roster and I also understand the fact that if you're a an NFL team, your business means more than the product that you put on the field sometimes. And yeah, that's the cynical way of looking at it, but it's also probably the most honest way of looking at it. it, it, it I mean, it is what it is, you know. And it's it's sad because I, I I'm for one, I don't care what necessarily you believe in, uh, but if you're if you're someone who is standing for, you know, what you perceive to be uh, injustices from, you know, an an oppressive group, whatever that group might be. If you're standing for that, that like, who am I to say you can't do that? Mm -hmm. Right. And I can also recognize the fact that this has kind of become, I say kind of, it's really has become a very partisan issue one way or the other. Um, And so I understand why NFL GMs are saying like, well, Yes, if we did sign him, we would win more football games. But at the end of the day, like these teams aren't looking to it. They, they can say all they want when it comes to like PR wise, like, oh, we're here to win football games. We're here to do this. We're here to do that. That's not that's not the truth in a lot of ways. Yes, there are sometimes they'll look the other way when it comes to to certain uh, missteps by players. And it's sad that when it comes to uh, some of these players who have been arrested for violence against women, 
and you know just other more heinous things than just you know protesting yeah. silently other. an injustice yeah. upon what you know upon your group of people um you know racially and ethnically i to me like i i don't understand how you can justify one and not the other but for some reason uh the desire to bring talent to your team uh only extends to violent crime and not <laughs> <laughs> protests uh, it, it seems like when it comes to something that there, i mean th- there's been a long history of players and not just in football in professional sports in general right who are in who get to find themselves in legal trouble right this happens Wrong in every sport happened. it's not well yeah I mean, I could, we, we could go on a long list of them but it's um it's common in every sport uh, not common it happens in every sport right and every single time if the player's talent is judged to be more beneficial to the team than the backlash is on the organization as mm-hmm. a whole, they'll go ahead and sign that. They'll go ahead and sign that player. We saw that with um, you know Roberto Ozuna, the closer for the Astros, who, who was involved in a domestic violence incident, but the Astros deemed his talent to be big good to good enough to hold the PR you know disaster that comes with that. Right. They, um, they, they bet that the that their fan base would be more excited about a postseason run than they would about being necessarily turned off by the fact right. that they signed someone who was and obviously of these things. that blew up in their face when the G when well, not the GM but when a front office executive you know. Uh, Basically bragged about signing him to a female reporter. We, you know, that story happened, and we know what happened there. Um, and that's a case. That's a case where the PR backlash did come back to bite that the team that signed the player right. with legal trouble. But a lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times people forget about you know those. Uh, and honestly, those, if he had just kept his mouth shut, we probably wouldn't have heard about it. Again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That would if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have thought about Ozuna again. But and that's the sad reality of sports. But when it comes to something like Colin Kaepernick, where he never committed a crime, he simply did something that was. Uh, deemed to be uh, a faux pas, <laughs> a faux pas. It's it. it p- people didn't agree with it, and for some reason, it uh, not for some reason. We know why. It's just the fact that people deemed his antics, what that's what they're going to call it, antics, to be a distraction to the football team. Right. And but that's what protests are supposed to be as distractions. That's like and the, no, and that's the point of them. Yeah, it's you're a right. Demonstration. Like it's, it's a demonstration. Like yeah. we're going to demonstrate quietly in the corner where no one can see us. Like no right. one says it's that. It's not a demonstration. That's just like you yeah. and your personal thoughts. Protests are meant to be inconvenient. <laughs> exactly. You're meant to notice them. Right. So uh, it became a distraction in the sports cliche sense of the word. Right. Where you know the focus was on the player and their uh, activities were um, more than it was on the team and the team activities. So. That's why he had those three years off from football. Why it seemed like the NFL, well, not seemed like that's why the NFL colluded against him to not sign him. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like he said in that kind of a soapbox type of moment after the after the workout, you know, he's been ready for three years. He's been denied for three years. Right. Now, which people, has been which a has been great memed. meme. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so meme good. so much. It's it's really it's. <laughs> I'm so glad. We'll meme anything. I'm so it's glad just, social media can yeah. meme anything. But yeah. it's it's true. He has been like he said. He's been ready for three years. Been working out for three years, waiting for this moment to ha- to come. Right. And he got his opportunity and. Whether or not, you know, his moving the workout to a different facility and not wanting to sign the waiver, whether or not NFL, NFL teams see that as some sort of uh, liability, right. uh, you know, w- remains to be seen. I personally think that he may have kind of ruined his slim opportunity to get back in the oh, league. Oh, he, he's not coming back to the NFL. There's no <laughs> way. Like, on, like I, I think that he could benefit a lot of teams. I think there are a lot of teams that, if you look at where they are quarterback-wise, I, do I think he's better than Mitch Trubisky? Yes. Yeah, that's not 100%. Even, that shouldn't be a debate. But that's the thing. Like there, it's it's one of those situations where the NFL is hedging that no matter what, whatever postseason run that the Bears might be able to go on with Colin Kaepernick isn't worth 
the the initial backlash of I mean, I hate to, to say it, but like this 50% partisan line that's going to say, no, I'd, I'd rather just not watch, you know, the Bears play if they're mm-hmm. going to sign that that particular player, you know, one way or another, if you however strongly you feel about it. Right. Um, that's just, I feel like they, what they feel is the reality of the situation. They would rather just not compete than sign someone who's going to turn away, you know, what they perceive to be 50% of their fan base. Sad reality, but that's the reality we live in. Yeah. Um, Colin Kaepernick knows this. He's known this for a few years now. And the people who... Um, would land on the you know one side of the argument that say this has been the case for three years now right. where NFL teams have been cognizant of the fact that he would be a distraction in their locker room and sure. they choose to ignore his talent. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, and I mean it's it's one of those things where it is what it is. You know, it, like, like I said, it's just not. Everyone thinks that these NFL teams are trying to just win as many games as they can all the time, and I'm telling you, like that's just not the case. That's not the case because he would have gotten signed by now if that were the case. Well, we can see that with a few teams in the league this year. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, and last year and the year before. Um, so, anyways, that's, you know, kind of where we're at in the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. Um, and again, like I, I watched the film, like I'm, I'm trying to provide, you know, objective analysis, like on based on what I've seen, like the dude can still rip the ball. Yes, his, his, his footwork is, uh, what's what I'm looking for, a little inconsistent. Um, but and and that is going to translate into somewhat inconsistent throws. But it's no more or less inconsistent than some of these guys who are in the you know twenty five to you know forty range of of quarterbacks in this league who would be serviceable backups mm-hmm. you know in certain situations. So with that being said, let's transition to another facet of the NFL. Something I thought that was interesting this weekend, which was the Texans Ravens game. I, I mean, at this point, do you see uh, Lamar Jackson taking a little edge over Deshaun Watson now in the uh, in the MVP voting? I know they were kind of both I, on the uh, a little revenge from the college days. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very true. I personally think Lamar Jackson was uh, above him in the MVP race, anyways. Probably, but you a lot of people really were making the case for for Deshaun Watson. Um, but the Ravens end up beating the Texans forty one to seven. The Texans could not get anything going on offense uh, and, until really the the very end of the game with a. Kind of a garbage time. Gee, uh, I Carl's high touchdown what, run. I wonder why they couldn't get anything going on offense. John, do you think you could tell us? Maybe on some research you did? Well, I, yeah, week? I did do a little deep dive. <laughs> you know me. Hashtag deep dive. Here it is, John's uh, deep dive. Yeah, that's right. You know, Brought to you I say by deep dive. It's, Doritos. I, I, just, I watched the, the All-22 Coaches film, and I, I didn't do too much in terms of the uh, watching the Ravens offense play because I feel like, I, like it, the off the Ravens offense scoring against the Texans defense should come as a surprise to no one. But I thought, number one, the Ravens' defense played really, really well. Like, Marcus Peters had a really good game. Um, and He's become a pretty important player for them. Yeah, that, that trade has benefited them tremendously. I think that was one of those situations where that those trades that were made by, first off, L.A. in sending you know Aqib Tlaib and, and Marcus Peters away so they can uh, sign and commit to Jalen Ramsey long-term was going to work out for them. I think it's going to work out for the Dolphins because they got a pick out of it. Um, and the Aqib Tlaib trade, and I think it's going to work out for the Ravens because the Ravens are trying to compete right now, and Marcus Peters has, like I said, been playing really, really well for them. So uh, first things first, their defensive line played really, really well also, and that kind of helps things open up. They got a lot of pressure uh, on Deshaun Watson, uh, but there were a lot of instances where just the offense didn't play well. It was actually really weird to see um, because their offensive line has gotten better like Mm -hmm. markedly better from where they were last year obviously they signed laramie tunsil or they uh traded for laramie tunsil from the dolphins and that has helped their offensive line tremendously and has been giving time to deshaun watson but he's been holding on to the ball so long and some of it yes you can pin 
on Bill O'Brien and his offensive scheme uh, because there were some instances where I was like looking at uh, Kiki QT and DeAndre Hopkins like in basically the same part of the field at the same time, like mm-hmm. where the rest of the field is wide open, but those two guys were right next to each other that they were and they were covered by three separate uh, <laughs> Ravens DBs. They were all like they could have been both been covered by one DB. That's how close they were. You know, it was actually pretty, pretty wild. Um, so some of the scheme stuff I thought was kind of not really well done. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, there were times where he had time to throw the football and he really had his eyes set on a certain, I don't know if it's, like I said, it might be a Bill O'Brien, you know, read thing where it said the ball has to go here or, you know, whatever. Um, but he's like, he's staring down sometimes his, the receiver he wants to throw to. And if it's not there, he's taking a little too long to go through his progressions. And then by the time, um, you know, and I think also it has to do with the fact that his offensive line has been so bad to start his career because mm-hmm. once he sees that one of his linemen gets beat, he like sprints in the pocket. It's really weird to see. <laughs> he he is out of there. Some of those, some of the, some of the quarterbacks you see, like when they're in the pocket, they, they shift in the pocket. Like they slide a little bit to the right. They slide up in the pocket and they climb the pocket a little bit. Sure. But the Sean Watson, it's weird. He like runs in the pocket. Right, he's like, oh god, like the pressure's coming on the left side. He's going to sprint all the way to the right, and the problem is when he does that, a lot of times it messes up the offensive line because you know they're they're anchored a certain way because they expect Deshaun Watson to be a certain place in the pocket, and then when he sprints to basically the opposite side of the pocket, it changes because the defense has eye, the defensive line or the where the pass rushers are have eyes on the quarterback, so they're able mm-hmm. to see and react to where Deshaun Watson is going, right? But the offensive linemen have their backs to Deshaun Watson. So, you know, when he decides he's going to run to the opposite side of the pocket, it changes the direction of where these defensive linemen are coming to, uh, coming, you know, yeah, I guess headed to, I guess is what I'm right. trying to say. And the offensive linemen don't see that, that change as to where Deshaun Watson is. And so, you know, instead of having to kick slide backwards and, and try to, you know, make sure they don't beat him around the outside, instead they're cutting right across his, their face and they're kind of changing the angle of attack and pursuit on, uh, on Deshaun Watson. And so that's kind of where he gets into trouble a little bit because then he starts dancing the pocket and his eyes start lowering, you know, on the, on the pass rushers to escape the pocket and not focused on, you know, down the field where his receivers are. So just not a, not a good showing just all across the board. They didn't run block very well either. Um, but again, you can attribute that to to the Ravens um, getting pressure. Yeah, and we'll well, also just doing a really good job blockers. up front. Just their defensive line play really well. Their line block, uh, backers play really well. Judon had a really a really good game. Um, just all around, it was just just a mess uh, for the Texans. I don't know if they just didn't come prepared for this game or what, but it was it was ugly. It was ugly to see. So I I think that they'll rebound next week. I think they play the Colts next week, so they have a familiar opponent. Yeah. You know, they know, you know, kind of what, what the what their defense what the defense is going to look like. Yeah, but they got um, a sh- it's a short week though. It is a it home is game a short, but a short week. week. A short week. But short weeks tend to favor the offense, I find more often than not. because um, the offense has a scheme that they kind of operate in and it's harder for the defense to key. I mean granted it is a divisional game. Um, so they have seen some of the stuff before, but it's a little mm-hmm. harder to key on certain tendencies uh, that the offense is doing, what they'd like to run out of certain formations and certain personnel groupings um, on a short week. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. I do I do think the Texans will bounce back though, and at least put points on the board. Maybe not win, but they'll definitely put points on the board. Yeah, and maybe they uh, that to this week's Thursday night game won't end in such a notable way as last week's. We don't. Nope. Have, but, but and Miles Garrett has been talked about yeah, enough. We're I not know. Touch on that. I know. Yeah, it's been a little yeah, while since the whole Miles Garrett thing days. happened. But you know that guy that was crazy. They, he's appealing the whole situation. Yeah. Mason Ross kind of a. Uh, I was going to say a word, but I can't say that word. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> no, but transitioning. <laughs> no, transitioning from that. You know, very. Uh, uh, talked about topic and almost it's right. been it's been run so many times through the ringer that we're not going to talk about it here. Mm-hmm. But uh, another big story from the weekend of in football, at least in not in the NFL but in uh, NFL prospects, Tua Tungavaloa. 
I believe, yeah. I, said that. I believe I said that right. Yeah, you're close enough <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> he unfortunately uh, went down with uh, what looks it was a diagnosis a dislocated hip injury, right? As well as a fracture in the posterior something. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> a, a fracture <laughs> in his somewhere. A fracture in his somewhere. And right. uh, he's you know was ruled out of the season for Alabama right away. Um, reports come out that reports have come out since that he should be back in rehab within six to eight weeks, but will not be back throwing the football or doing any sort of physical activity with a, a football related until the spring. Right. So it's going to be a while for him to rebound from that. And really, the only uh, obviously we all we all wish to a well in his rehab, hoping his recovery, yeah. hoping all, he gets back. From what everyone like who like has any sort of like prolonged interaction with Tua everyone says that he's a heck of a guy mm. just like the person himself right. is, is super super duper likable yeah. and Nick Saban was like tearing up talking about right Tua and what he means to, to him and what he means to the team and and, and all that so and uh, obviously, obviously like the first time he ever had like a big moment for the team was winning the national championship for them so right. he obviously means a lot to the program unfortunately um, that's his last Alabama game but most likely, yeah. We'll see how this affects his draft stock, which is kind of like the NFL sort of uh, topic to talk about. Not just his college career, but now his right. up, his how blossoming transition into professional career. Yeah, and um, you know, from what I've seen, I saw that a few uh, kind of um, if you want to call them Twitter doctors, if you want to call them that, that his inju- his injuries were similar to that of the injuries suffered by Bo Jackson that ended his career. Granted, uh, Bo Jackson had internal bleeding. In that situation, yeah, his so, was uh, much more serious. Yeah, from what I understand about the whole Bull Jackson injury, it was that not that it wasn't diagnosed, but he tried to like play through mm, it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and there was some sort of arterial, you know, blockage or something like that that allowed for necrosis to take place, which basically means like the cells around his hip were dying. Yeah. and so none of this sounds pleasant. No, it, it doesn't. Um, but from what I understand, it's different from Tua's in that regard, where they were able to diagnose it, treat it, get the surgery done, mm-hmm. and it's been. Re- I, I'm trying to remember exactly what the term they use, but basically, they check to make sure that the arteries are all intact and ready to go, and blood flow blood flow will continue to go to that area. Which what was the issue of blood, with Bo Jackson was the blood flow wasn't going to where it needed to go, mm-hmm. and his hip tissue. You know, just like the bone, the started deteriorating. Yeah, it all just started deteriorating. That's what ended his career because he had to get a hip replacement because right. it was his hip was dying. Right. But so the the topic at hand is that uh, we'll see if if Tua's draft stock will fall and if it does, how far? Yeah. So I think that if you're a Dolphins fan like me, you're not happy that Tua is injured, obviously, because that always throws a wrench into you know what can happen as an NFL prospect or as any sort of athlete, just in mm-hmm. general, any injury, severe injury like that. Uh, you always kind of have to look at it and be very cautious. But I think if there's a silver lining for Dolphins fans, it's one thing. I guess two things. Number one, you're still high enough in the draft order where you can get him if you want him. And I'll explain why. Right now, we're, if the season were to end today, the Dolphins would be fourth overall, right? Mm-hmm. That's assuming that the Bengals stay where they're at at number one overall, and the Bengals look terrible, so that's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility, right? Then you have the um, Washington, and you have the, the New York Giants. No, sorry, no, the Giants, yeah, yeah, the Falcons right. won a game, so they're yeah, above they're, the they've Dolphins, won three yeah. games, and the Jets too. So the order right now would be um, Cincinnati, Washington, then the New York Giants, and then the Dolphins. The good news, if you're a Dolphins fan, is that number one, the Bengals will probably take Joe Burrow, right? That's what everyone kind of assumes at this point. Number two, you have Washington, 
Washington already has a quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. And a lot of people say, like, <laughs> yes, they'll see if he plays really poorly this season, you know, then they might look into getting another quarterback. But I think that if you're Washington, you there's a case to be made that and this is the one this is the one team that, that worries me a little bit is Washington because there is a chance that they decide that okay we'll have Dwayne Haskins for one year and then we'll because if two is gone for this next entire season the 2020 season which I think most people are, are saying that he's going to be out for for all if most if not all of the 2020 season then you, I guess you can get another year of evaluation on Dwayne Haskins but then I'm like what if he's good then you have then you wasted that draft capital on mm. on two of Right, and he at that point he's still a, rel- a relative unknown. You don't know how good he's going to be. Um, so I think it's more likely that they get a talent like Chase Young, who is amazing. Yeah, right. Because I mean, if you're the, if you're Washington, there's a lot of there is a lot of holes you need to fill in that team, and you can see because Dwayne Haskins has some things about his game that look good, not a lot. But there's there's certain things that you can build on. His his talent is there. Like he can throw the football, right? The mm-hmm. problem is right now is that he's not throwing with anticipation, right? He's he's trying to look for it and see it before he throws it, right? But that can be built on. You can you there you can coach that up and maybe it'll get better, right? Plus their owner loves Dwayne Haskins, so like he was the one who decided like yes like go for Dwayne Haskins like that was Jay Gruden didn't want Dwayne Haskins Dwayne, Jay Gruden's no longer there <laughs> right yeah so that, that's like a good thing for Dwayne yeah so I think it's it's possible and more po- more likely than not that they decide to go with Chase Young at number two then you've got the Giants right the Giants already have Daniel Jones and I think that they are somewhat happy with how Dwayne, uh, Daniel Jones is playing what do you think John you're the Giants fan. They're definitely going to give him a chance. Right. I mean, he's not doing horrible. But. No, he's he's been able to throw the football. He's been scoring touchdowns and stuff like that. So it's not Dwayne Haskins where he hasn't thrown touchdowns, at least. Right. I think I think Dwayne Haskins has one touchdown throw. I think it's a, it was like a screen pass or something like that. Yeah, I think um, I think Daniel Jones has the potential to be a above average quarterback maybe. one day if yeah. everything falls yeah. in plan. I'm and, I'm not going to hear. I'm not going to sit here and speculate what the trajectory of Daniel Jones is going to be. I'm just saying that right now. There's, I don't think they're going to go for a quarterback. And you're saying, well, maybe someone else will trade up. But I don't think that anyone who's in a, a dire quarterback situation right now is going to have the, number one, ability. So like if you talk about a yeah, quarterback-needy team like the Bears, I don't think like they are already missing first-round picks from Khalil Mack, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're going to try to invest more draft capital from future drafts to come up and get an injured Tua who is not going to play next season. Yeah, they've already dealt away so many of their draft picks. That it exactly. would not be smart to do that for anybody, let alone a injured quarterback. Right, and so that's why I think there are, there's, a, there's not, in my opinion, a good case to be made for trading up to draft a quarterback that's not going to be able to start his first year at all and may not be able to start for two years because if you think that, okay, well, maybe he'll stay on the bench even for the first year after that. Mm. Um, just, to see, just to get some practices under his belt and see how he how he's recovering. So I think that the Dolphins are in a good spot. Plus they have three first round draft picks. I think that at four, you can make the case for drafting Tua and then building around him. You don't have to worry about him in 2020. Let him rest, let him recover. You'll suck again next year. And then (laughs) you'll get more talent to develop around him after that. Mm -hmm. You know, and, 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 and that's the thing. And then if you get to the point where you suck Tua is not recovering well from his surgery, 
and all that, then you can look into maybe even drafting Trevor Lawrence the year after that. You know, or <laughs> if you decide to not go for a quarterback again that year and see maybe, okay, we'll give Tua a full year to do what he has to do after that, then... And go get his little brother. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Get his son. Yeah, at that point. Like, <laughs> gee whiz. You know? But I, honestly, I think that it would be a lot easier if you're the Dolphins to then build talent on the roster and then draft a quarterback maybe later in the second or third round and see if you can find something. Anyways, that's just what I think about... To his draft process, I think I don't think he'll drop any further than four, so which is good news for for him. Right. Um, I forget who who was I. I was listening to. I think it was Dan Lebazard actually. He's he, he was just he was just speculating. He had no knowledge of it. You know, no journalistic anything. Right. He was speculating that <laughs> imagine if Tua fell in the in the, in the draft of the Patriots. Please no. <laughs> I just can't right now. It'd be the um, it'd be almost like uh, something was kind of rigged. But, you know, we're not going to get there. <laughs> we're not You're saying that there. Nick Saban intentionally injured Tua, so that way his buddy Bill Belichick <laughs> would be able to draft him? It's the long game. <laughs> That's right. Something like that. Anyways, speaking of games, I'm excited for a game on Sunday. Which game would that be? 49ers Green Bay. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Did you like that segue? I thought that was yeah. nice. Yeah, Sunday Night Football. Packers at 49ers. 8-2 uh, and two against 9-1. and one. Yeah, the 49ers, I, and I had mentioned it when they played the uh, the Cardinals when they were missing Quan Alexander. I was like, oh, well, we'll see. Maybe you know their their defense takes a, a step back. Um, and I will give the Cardinals credit; they were able to score a, a few points against uh, against the 49ers, uh, and so were the the Seahawks. Um, and they have another difficult test here in Green Bay. Now. I, I'm already on record as saying that I think that Green Bay is a really solid team. I think they're one of the top three teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm I'm still like because Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't looked particularly great the last couple of weeks. Um, I did see this. He he's thrown. He's had two touch two games this season of three touchdowns or more. Both of those game came against the Cardinals. Yeah, and against the other teams in the league, he's just been bang average. Yeah. And it seems kind of like an indictment on his, uh, what's the word? Like his um, his status as a game breaking quarterback. Like he right. he's not the reason his team is. He's not the the main reason his team right. is. It's, almost, it's like Kirk Cousins. I feel like I mean when you look Wolf. at like Wolf. No, <laughs> no. Put some respect on Kirk Cousins' name. Like that's I don't if you like look that. at I know he's not the kind of quarterback that you look at and you're like oh super excited about Kirk Cousins. Like I believe me. Like I'm not super thrilled about Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. either. But Kirk Cousins has been playing pretty decent football, right? And he's one of those players that can come out and he will do well against the teams he should do well against. Mm. And as long as you have complementary pieces around him, you can survive against teams that are better than you. Okay. No, I get it. I get it. Or I guess better than average, I guess is what I would say. Because when you look at you know Jimmy Garoppolo, like you said, his, his big games have been against uh, Cardinals defense that is... Not very good. Their run defense is fine, but their their secondary is 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 garbage, in my opinion. Um, so it's not surprising that Jimmy Garoppolo will have solid games, and Debo Samuel and all these other guys who are like, "Who are you?" are going to come out and <laughs> and do well uh, against uh, against these not so great teams, especially when you have Kyle Shanahan drawing up plays. Now, uh, I will say, I, I, who do you who do you have in this game, Alberto? I'm interested to see. I'm gonna stick with. The quarterback that I would trust more, and Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. I'm go Packers on the road. I'm going to go 49ers. Are you? Yeah, they got something to prove. And that game that they won, that they lost, was close anyway. So That's true. And it was against an MVP candidate. 
yeah. Russell Wilson. But I don't know. I think I got the Packers in this one. I got the Packers because I think that they're they've got first off they're coming off a bye, which is always good. They have they've had some time to kind of get everything together, you know, uh work out some of the some of the kinks. I mean, they their offense has not been amazing, right? Like they, they they're still encountering some some roadblocks when it comes to getting their passing game going and, and all that. And sometimes, you know, it, it depends on which, which game it is. Sometimes the run game is really good. Sometimes it's not so great. Um, that being said though, I think that the, the Packers run game is respectable enough where it'll give the 49ers some trouble. I think that they'll have to plan for the pass and for the run. And that opens up play action. Mm. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is a great play action quarterback. I think he's just a great quarterback in general, but I think he's really good in play action. And that's one of those things with the, with the wide nine defense that you have to be uh, worried about. And what's the, what's the guy's name? Dre Greenlaw. That's mm-hmm. the guy. Dre Greenlaw. <laughs> Mr. Somewhat Sports that's himself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we've named dropped him three weeks in a row on this podcast. <laughs> he's been doing, we he's run been the doing bandwagon fine. first. That's true. He's That's like true. the new D Wade of this podcast. Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost, not quite there. Wait, who's D Wade? You mean Dwayne Wade? <laughs> there it is. So I, I just think that the Green Bay offense has a lot of weapons that you have to account for, right? They've got Devonte Adams back now, finally healthy, and they were winning games without him, right? And you have Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, who are both very capable out of the backfield and as receivers, not to mention. And they're going to give a lot of trouble to those linebackers uh, in in San Francisco. Granted, the, their San Francisco linebacking core has been really, really good, and they've been able to step up with these injuries and all that. But I don't know. I just I feel like Green Bay is is an Aaron Rodgers coming out of a bye. You, that's something you never want to see, and I think that'll overcome Jimmy Garoppolo because they're going to have to run the ball a lot. And granted, Green Bay doesn't have a great rushing defense, um, but. They're kind of banged up at the running back position. Tevin Coleman uh, has been has been fine, but the last week or two he hasn't been as stellar as as we've seen him this season. Uh, so we got to wonder if, if if he's battling an injury. Raheem Mostert's been kind of in and out. Uh, Matt Breida, I think, is going to be out for another week. So I, I I have Green Bay in this game. We shall see. We shall see indeed. Uh, do we have time to talk about Mello? Um, quickly, yeah, sure. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony signed with the Blazers. Uh, hasn't right. played in the about struggling a year. Trailblazers. The struggling, yeah. No, you're right. They're very the struggling Trailblazers who are um, kind of making a bit of a desperation move, in my opinion. But we'll see how it goes for Carmelo Anthony. Uh, he's playing the night we're recording. Um, he apparently is starting, but is only scheduled to play 20 minutes, yeah. which is a weird kind of um, decision by Terry Stotts there. But right, it's the first 20 minutes, and then they're just gonna <laughs> gonna run him off the first half yeah. and see, give him give him a little tryout. He's but. gonna shoot all 20 minutes. <laughs> Let me actually, I mean, I, I just, Carmelo Anthony, I hope this isn't, I, I, I was hoping this wasn't how he was going to go out. You know, I was hoping his last thing would have been with the Rockets. I'd hope he'd have a good kind of like kind of a farewell type of thing. Not that he's going to have a farewell tour, right? Because like, you know, he, nobody nobody really yeah. cares about him like they that. They don't love him like Kobe. Exactly. <laughs> That's <But> true. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I did want to see him have, you know, a, a more respectable last stint in the NBA. And hopefully with this uh, Blazers opportunity, he can actually... Uh, pull that off, and we'll see how much he can impact the game. I'm looking at the score as of right now. He's got now. seven points right now yep. in 12 minutes with three rebounds. Oh boy! It's I'm so not... weird seeing zero zero next to uh, Carmelo Anthony's name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's rocking the double zero now, which is interesting to say the least. Also, uh, John, you were telling me you saw some Hassan Whiteside uh, the other day. <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> man, I just, I mean, I know it's like a little bit of like salty heat fan of me, but like, man, I can't stand that guy. Isn't it frustrating watching him? Oh, it's the worst. Because like the, the worst part is you make excuses because the stats are there sometimes. You know, not every game, but like sometimes he'll pop out with like a, you know, a, a 15 and 15 game. You're like, oh, wow, like look yeah. at you. But then when you watch him play, you're like, yeah. he's just standing under the basket. Like, he, you're seven feet tall. Like, you're going to get rebounds if you're standing under the basket at seven feet tall and you're not really helping on defense. He plays like, I have a contract. I know I'm getting paid. I don't care. 100%. <laughs> and it's so frustrating. <laughs> and honestly, I'm so happy. And I, I the Trailblazers are going to – I would say they become my second team, but that's I don't want to watch this on why they play anywhere basketball. But I am forever grateful to the Trailblazers for sending us Myers Leonard in exchange for Hassan Whiteside because <laughs> – let me tell you, Myers Leonard has been fine. I've enjoyed every minute. Well, maybe not every minute, but I've enjoyed quite a bit of Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard right now is, I'll tell you what he's averaging right now. Because he's, he's been playing, honestly, pretty dang well. I will say Carmelo Anthony's first bucket was kind of interesting. He set an off-ball screen for CJ McCollum. McCollum came off the screen, grabbed the pass from uh, look like Lillard, and then uh, neither one of the defenders followed Anthony to follow Carmelo like after the screen. It seems like they both forgot about him. Like, oh, he's not going to do anything. And then wide open for a three-pointer, splashed it in, and then did the classic uh, Carmelo Anthony gun to the head three-point celebration right. he does. So. so I'm working on that for a couple of years now. <laughs> he said that, he said in, that the in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> He's had that in the bag. But yeah, uh, hopefully he does well. I don't think he'll actually make that big of an impact on this Trailblazers team because they, they seem to... When they, signing Carmelo Anthony at this point seems like a bit, like I said, desperation. They need some offense. They need some extra extra scoring punch. And Carmelo Anthony can certainly score. Uh, can't really do much else on the floor. No, that is correct. <laughs> He's definitely been waiting a while. He's been denied for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but he got a shot. That's true. Oh, gosh. That's true. Oh, gosh. Um, any other uh, NBA storylines we want to tackle? Kendrick um, Nunn's... Uh, James Harden's averaging 207 points a game. <laughs> I think That's, it's a little low, but yeah, I think they're in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, give him some respect, actually. That'd be more like 211, actually, okay? It's crazy what he's doing. Um, I was going to say the Mavericks released their alternate uniform, which looks like graffiti on like a like a brick wall. It's really bad. It looks like a, something I would have created in like sixth grade on paint. <laughs> you are kind of like the uh, the uniform guy. I am, I think yeah. We could, we could just do a whole podcast on what Alberto's uh, I definitely uniform could. takes are. Don't give me ideas. I might just do that. <laughs> Maybe we'll do. I mean, that'd be a good idea for like a, for like a YouTube series. Instead of a a podcast, maybe we'll we'll put that in the, the uh, in the breakdown. works. Yeah, like we'll just every every t- every week we'll just have you. Uh, submit. We can put up a green screen right here in the studio. Yeah, and I'll just do it right here. We'll submit uh, <laughs> submit your favorite jersey, and then Alberto will break down whether he likes it or hates it. <laughs> I would love that actually. Yeah, I would actually love that. I think that's my calling. Yeah. in my life is well, to be the, the uni the uni guy, the uniform, uniform guy, guy. uni watch. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I love Uni Watch actually. I know you do. <laughs> You're the one guy they have who really uh, squats on the. Uh, it's F five every day on the Uni Watch waiting for new. I, mean, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. I see everything he posts. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. So, uh, I was going to say Kendrick Nunn is uh, continuing his Rookie of the Year campaign. I know I called it. Uh, what was it? Three games into the season, Kendrick Nunn for Rookie of the Year. You called them the preseason, actually. <laughs> was it the preseason at that point? I'm pretty sure in the it preseason you were on the bandwagon already. That's that sounds like it's not me. a bad. It's not a bad bet. No, I mean, honestly, if he keeps this up. 
he's going to be in the race with uh, John Morant. And, I mean, we'll see if Zion comes back. But as of right now, it's John Morant, R.J. Barrett, and Kendrick Nunn out of all people. Yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, his his rebound numbers and assist numbers aren't, aren't crazy. That's not what you that's not what you look for from him. No, though. exactly. Yeah, he's averaging seventeen point eight points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's shooting forty seven point two percent, which is I mean, he shoots a lot of threes, so I'm not I'm not too worried about that. Um, and then he's averaging two and a half rebounds and three point two assists per game, which is like again not eye popping numbers, but it's not like he's not facilitating the basketball either. But you know. I don't know. I'm excited about this Heat team, and I feel like I could talk about the Heat every time we, we do this podcast, but I'm going to spare everyone the, uh, the continued Heat talk. Although if you want to debate me on uh, me and Alberto on Twitter about uh, Heat basketball, the mentions are always open. Cocky Heat fan is officially or, back. Yeah, or if anybody <laughs> wants to hear me uh, vent about Tottenham Hotspur and the... Uh, oh, yeah. No, I don't want even want to get into that. No, we man. don't. I mean... I mean no one of, else really cares anything anyway, except for just you and me. None of our listeners <laughs> might know, but... Uh, yeah, it, it'd be uh, like if the uh, the Heat were to have fired Eric Spolstra out of nowhere, and now yeah. they're hiring. Um, I don't know. Phil well, Jackson. to be fair, Eric Spolstra <laughs> won some won some championships, and Tottenham did not. Yeah, but again, I'm not gonna get started on yeah, that. Yeah, no I'm one cares start, about Tottenham. I'm gonna start crying. Soccer, I know. R.I.P. Potch. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review if you can. To be fantastic and be sure to tune in next week when i eat some crickets yeah yeah that's right i bet this is gonna be eating barbecue sour cream and onions salt and vinegar and bacon and cheddar crickets oh i'm gonna, I'm gonna bring some ranch i don't envy you yes that's, that's not a bad idea honestly <laughs> that's not a bad idea so watch out for that on, on igtv uh, oh and how can i forget we've also got a new uh video coming out uh that we worked with uh, a local production company uh, real moguls and they came in a couple of weeks back. I want to say actually a couple months ago. And they came in and, and recorded some stuff. They did a really good job. And uh, we've been kind of waited, w- waiting with bated breath for the uh, official promotion video to drop out. Uh, and it's it's here. It's here. And so we're going to post it on our, our Somewhat Sports uh, Instagram. So watch out for that. Unfortunately, it was before uh, Beto got here. Yeah. So he's not going to be included in the in the promotional video, unfortunately. Uh, but we did have our friend, our good friend Nick Stone, uh, join us on the uh, on that podcast that day, and uh, you'll see him with a little cameo <laughs> in the video as well. It's really cool stuff, honestly. They do really good work, so uh, you can check out Real Moguls. That's R E E L M O G U L S, I believe, on uh, on Instagram. Let me make sure I have that 100% correct before uh, we shout out somebody else who isn't them. Uh, yeah, that's actually that's 100% right. R E E L M O G U L S. Uh, and they do uh, a bunch of really great stuff. So make sure you check them out uh, on Instagram. Again, Real Moguls on Instagram. Like I said, really good work. And uh, keep an eye out for that promotional video coming out soon, hitting the uh, the airwaves, and also uh, for Alberto's cricket eating. Where are we going to find you, uh, by the way, Alberto, on, on Instagram and Twitter? Uh, you can maybe do it again. Oh yeah, we can do it again. Okay. A-L-B-A-R-E-T-O-E with an underscore on Instagram and no underscore on Twitter. There you go. John? <laughs> JL Williams 5 on Instagram. And of course, you can always find me at John Dennis Radio. That's J O N Dennis Radio on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the show at Somewhat Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Have a great week. We'll catch you next Wednesday.